Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 144 of The Yacking Show. We nearly had a century and a half. This is a show for awakening you to new perspectives for the changing world we're living in, and every day it seems to be changing even more. It's quite an amazing time to be alive. So as always, we have interesting guests. Today's is no exception and uh, a very good guest, as you'll hear as the show goes on for this time of year with cold nights approaching. But it's not my job to introduce guests. Kathleen does it a lot better than I do. So first, let's welcome Kathleen. Hi, Kathleen. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Peter, and thank you. And uh, thank you all so very much for tuning in to our show. We so appreciate you, and we love reading your comments. So please keep those coming. And if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on our show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. His name is Jason Elliott. Hello, Jason. Welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you. Uh, I am well. It's great to be with you guys and looking forward to our conversation. Now, Jason, you are the co-founder of Perfectly Snug. This is a company that produces the Smart Topper, which we will chat about in just a minute. But first, for our audience, can you give us a little bit about your background and what and how you came to start the company Perfectly Snug? Certainly. Yeah, I'm um, maybe in this context, best described as an engineer with a sleeping problem. And, uh, <laughs> and so looking at my career, you know, it, I've been working for some time since graduating from engineering, actually Ontario based, uh, I went to Waterloo and then later went to UBC um, for engineering and uh, then embarked upon a career in product development. And I've been working in product development the whole time um, since graduating and uh, product development, meaning designing products that you know various people will use in, in, um, in various fields. So I've worked in automotive and agricultural equipment. Um, I designed fuel cell, hydrogen fuel cell powered vehicles for 10 years, um, laser optical equipment for printing. And uh, my last, last work was in the solar field, literally in the solar field, designing very large powered uh, um, solar farms for mm -hmm. uh, worldwide uh, global applications. Um, so, you know, I've, I've, I've seen a lot of products and I've seen a lot of industries and I've always kind of been the key technical person on all, all the products that I've worked on. Um, and, and a lot of it's really centered around temperature and thermals. You know, I've, I've always, um, every problem ends up needing something that's hot being made cold or something cold being made hot. And, you know, there's always energy being used and, and something with temperature has to be fixed. <laughs> So, you know, I've run into this over and over again. And I've, I've, I've um, basically, you know, we, I got to the point where like, well, I, I would really like to do this for myself. And, and I've always had an, a desire to be an entrepreneur. And I was, uh, you know, approached by a friend of mine who's I've known for many, many years. And, uh, and he's formerly started some companies and, and did very well at it. And, uh, you know, technical companies making technical products. And, and so we kept urging me, come on, why don't you quit your job and let's, let's do something. And, and so we, you know, we embarked upon that, um, that process of looking for something to do, like what product should we do? And, uh, and, you know, that's, that's a really hard one <laughs> to find a product to, to produce or some business to start. It's, it's not easy to, to choose something that's going to fit your specific scenario. And, um, and so it, it all came down to one, one night we were, actually 
we have kids about the same age and and we uh we were putting them to bed to bed and and I, and I said you know marty what i really need is a is a thermally controlled bed and that's because i couldn't sleep you know that that's the that's that's where this all came from i just i was always so hot i couldn't sleep <laughs> and and he and he said hey that's a great idea and you know and here we are um, so that that's kind of that's kind of who i am in a in uh, from a technical career background, um, and, and where are you based out of, uh, Jason? Yeah, we're in we're in Richmond, BC, which is a suburb of Vancouver. Um, so we, yeah, we have a factory here, um, and all our product design and development has been done in Canada here. So. Wow, so I, I was going to ask you how your engineering background um, helped you with this product, but you've explained that really well. But I'm going <laughs> to ask you another engineering question. I remember at a networking event, I, I would guess eight or 10 years ago, and solar, us uh, wrong, LED side lights, vehicle, daylight running lights and rear lights were just getting popular in cars. I think it was eight or 10 years ago. And there was an engineer there and he said, oh, I work in uh, LED, developing LED lights from the automotive, automotive industry. And I said, well, why don't we see them in headlights? He said, because they get too hot and they need cooling down. Now, I guess that technology has advanced over those eight or 10 years that that's no longer a problem. But um, how, how was that one solved? Do you remember? Do you know that one? Um, that, that specific problem? I don't know, but I can take some guesses that it's it's uh, you know more efficient LEDs. Like as right. LEDs came out, yeah, everything got more efficient, um, and you know that's will be the quest of that industry is to make it more and more efficient all the time, and then the ability to get that heat out. So they you know they come up with some fantastic materials and and arrangements, uh, ge geometrical arrangements to get to get that heat out of the headlights. And, okay. and you know many many industries are like that where where you know you've got a heat problem and you're producing too much heat and uh, and you have to get rid of it somehow. So, yeah, yeah. And, and you need a special <clears throat> skill set to be able to do that. <laughs> I'm sure. And then just leading on from that one, I could never understand how uh, geothermal heating worked for houses in winter when the ground, the surface temperatures of the ground are below minus 20 until someone explained to me, well, it's the opposite way around to what you're thinking about. And we actually cool stuff down to generate the heat to heat the house with, which is amazing a, a, a sort of opposite yes. use of that same technology right so yes. anyway yes. sorry i'm i'm fascinated by all things scientific and i i think i i should have been an engineer <laughs> instead of instead of a farmer and a few other things so i really find the whole field fascinating um i could talk to you for hours for what you did with agricultural equipment design as well because that's another favorite of mine but this is your show so i know kathleen wants to get back onto the top let me get back to kathleen there. <laughs> so so jason tell us about your smart topper first of all maybe you can explain to our audience what it is and even perhaps show it on video and for those that are just listening perhaps you can describe it and then I'm going to ask you why a topper and not a whole mattress. So perhaps you can first describe what the smart topper is. Sure. Yeah. And maybe even to take a slight step back from that, it's, mm -hmm. it's why, mm -hmm. <laughs> why, yeah, why sure. is there a smart tarp, topper? And, and, and I think we'll probably touch on this a little bit later, but you, you know, as I got looking at my problem, like I couldn't sleep, I tossed and turned all night because I was too hot. And, you know, the mattress that we had, I tried all kinds of mattresses, all kinds of different bedding. And, and, and I just, you know, the summer would pass and it would feel like I didn't sleep all summer. Mm. And, and so it's like, so why, why is this problem? You know, I, I started asking around, you know, is it just me? Like I thought, well, maybe this is just me. 
And it turns out there's a lot of people that have this issue, you know, women. Oh, Jason, Jason, all you need to do is ask a lady from a certain age on. Exactly. <laughs> that is an issue for them. Exactly. Uh, am I right, ladies? Really? <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, no problem. Um, and so, you know, I found that there's many men who are always too hot to sleep and they have wives who are always too cold to sleep. And then we found, you know, women as they age, they end up with crazy thermostats, you know, like hot now, cold now, you know, like uh, all over the place. And then as well, men we've found as well, as they get older, they used mm -hmm. to be really hot and then they start to run cold uh, as they get older and they need some, they need some heat in bed. And so, you know, you have this relationship issue that's formed, you know, both, both because of a lack of sleep that causes you to be grumpy and, and uh, not be able to perform at work, you know, hurts your health, you know, sleep is so important to your personal health and well-being your mental state all of that and then you have the that that part of the relationship you know you're grumpy you're always grumpy with your spouse your co-workers but then you also have the relational issue of fighting over the temperature of the bedroom mm -hmm. and uh and we've you know there's studies out there surveys out there that you know like 80 percent of couples disagree about the temperature of the bedroom or the bedding they use and to the point where a very high percentage you know 30 40 percent of them actually have raised voice arguments about the temperature in their bedroom and the bedding they use and so you know it's a big deal and there's many couples who sleep in different beds and different bedrooms as a result and you know that's not great for your relationship and so you know we're all about trying to solve those problems for people so that's the why you know we're trying to we're we're, we're wanting to help people sleep better because what we came up with changed my life so um so you know and maybe to explain a little bit too about how we came up with the technical part of the product. So the product itself um, cools and heats you while you're sleeping, depending on what you need. It actually monitors your temperature. It's a, it's a thin layer. You can see here, I'll just kind of shift the camera a little bit. It's a thin layer that you put on top of the bed. It's like this floppy, squishy, uh, memory foam-like uh, layer. Um, and in it, there's some fans and there's some heating system and there's a control system there that monitors your temperature while you're sleeping and it will adjust the amount of cooling um, or the amount of heating that you get. And so on a queen size, king size bed, there's two zones, one for each side. You can control it independently. Um, a little app that you can use to control, you know, set it up, have it turn on like on a schedule, turns on automatically at night, um, turns off. Um, it has some features like a foot warmer for the wintertime as, you know, um, it's really nice to, you know, cold feet solution. Um, so, you know, that, that's, that's a, li a little bit about the product. Maybe we can touch on it a bit more if you have specific questions. Um, yeah, but, I, just uh, have, yeah. I have one actually, Jason. So this, does this rely on some artificial intelligence because it actually monitors your body temperature throughout the night? So, you know, it's interesting. I, my master's degree was actually in robotics and artificial intelligence. Oh, wow. um, yeah. And, and so we've used a little bit of that, um, uh, you know, that knowledge to develop it. Um, and, and there's kind of, there's a, an advanced con uh, thermal control system in there that, that's, that's doing the intelligence of, are you hot or are you cold? Uh, how much heat do you want? How much cooling do you want? So there is still, you know, you still have to set a level um it doesn't read your mind <laughs> um mm -hmm. but but uh you know like you said basically set a temperature level and it will control you to that temperature level throughout the night wow interesting that that is clever yeah that is very clever so <clears throat> you've covered very well 
why people don't sleep too well at night. And um, I always thought it was like too much wine or too much caffeine or uh, too much TV or screens in bed. But from what you're saying, uh, this temperature is is the worst culprit of the light. It's worse than all those other things, right? Yeah, you know, I think it's the most underrated issue in sleep. Um, so if you go into a mattress store, you know, all you see, you know, 10, it's called 10 years ago, all you would see is how squishy, how plush can you make a mattress, you know, and, and the mattress industry was really moving with the invention of memory foam, um, really moved to like that showroom feel. You know, it's not even necessarily good comfort for your back and your body mm-hmm. all your life, but it feels great in the showroom. And that's what sold, right? So so that really became a focus. And you've seen, if you pay attention to that industry at all, you know, now almost every mattress company has a cooling mattress or, or something that they try to call it cool, the Kulo mattress or something, you know, you know um, because cooling is an issue. Mm-hmm. People are too hot when they're sleeping. And, and I like to describe it as like walking around in the summertime with a six inch block of insulation on your back. It's like, wh- why would you do that? <laughs> like right. you're going to be super hot there. Right. So, so yes, temperature is, I would say underrated uh, issue and kind of maybe briefly getting into some of the science of what, why temperature is important. Um, so your body naturally changes its temperature during the day, you know, so yes. during the daytime, your, your temperature is a little higher. As you come into the nighttime, your temperature, your body naturally controls your temperature to drop a bit. And that's a, a signal of dormancy. You're like, you're going to go to sleep, you cool down, you spend less energy, your body recovers and rejuvenates. Um, and, and it, you know, matches to the time of the day. It's, you know, kind of, we're matched to the environment we are designed to be in. It gets colder at night. We cool down. So if you don't cool down at night, which is one of the problems I had was I'd sit on the couch and I'd get hot and I'd go to bed and I couldn't fall asleep. And, you know, that sounds like really obvious, but it's like, if you can't cool down because you're a hot person, then you're kind of stuck, you yeah. know? And, uh, and so sleep onset is delayed, you know, and that's an issue. So you're wasting time laying there waiting to cool down and you're laying there on a six inch block of insulation trying to cool down. It's like, that's not going to work. You're not going to cool down. Um, so that's, that's one aspect of, of sleep temperature. You know, it, it affects your onset of sleep, um, but also during the night, um, if you're too hot, just, just pure temperature, like everybody, you know, it's fairly, I'd say becoming more and more common knowledge, but keeping yourself cooler while you're sleeping, you get a higher quality of sleep because mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of the natural cocooning effect. You know, every animal kind of beds down for the night, surrounds themselves in some insulation in a cold environment. Mm-hmm. You know, so they get kind of a uniform temperature. So your legs and arms aren't cold. And then you get some insulation blanket around there um, that keeps you at a uniform temperature, but not too hot. Um, and that's what we do with our bedding. That's what we're trying to do with our bedding. Okay. We, we want to keep a uniform temperature. So your body's not expending energy, keeping you warm or sweating, or, you know, like you need to be at a thermal equilibrium throughout your entire body so that you're at peace while you sleep and your body can do its reju- rejuvenating parts. Now, if you have a mattress or if you're a hot person and you have some bedding on top of you and you're overheating at night, you toss and turn, you toss and turn and you get mm-hmm. fragmented sleep. Fragmented sleep is not good sleep. You, you need long undisturbed, not super long, you know, like hour and a half, two hour stretches of time when you're undisturbed, when you, when you don't really leave out of your, you know, your sleep cycle so that you can get good quality sleep. But if you're constantly tossing and turning, you're going to have fragmented sleep and the quality of your sleep is going to be poor. Therefore, you're going to wake up um, and during the day, you're going to feel terrible. 
and your health is going to suffer. Sure. <laughs> so that, sure. that's why temperature is, is really, really important. And I think highly, highly underrated. Right. Interesting. So I got to jump in quick. Sure. One, of my, one of my problems, and I suffer from all the things you're talking about, is quite often I'll wake up and not only is my body sweating, but I may have been cool when I got into bed, but my head is sweating. Now, mm -hmm. what happens when you put a pillow on top of your, your um, smart topper? Does that not provide insulation from the cooling effect of your product? It does, but, but you'll find, so the cooling actually, the, the way the cooling in the product works is it's, it's designed to provide the cooling into the parts of your body where you need to have the cooling. Like you uh, don't want to cool your feet only, <laughs> you know, like that wouldn't be very good. You, you want to cool the core of your body. If you sure. can keep the core of your body to a good manageable temperature, then the rest of your body, your, your body is amazing at managing temperature. Okay. Makes you sense. keep the heat out, you get rid of the heat. And then you, what you'll find is your head sweating actually when you're in, when you're sleeping, because your body is, that's the part that's exposed and it's smart enough to know, Let's get some evaporative cooling out of your head because that's where we can get some evaporative cooling. Right, right, and, and, right. And yeah, and so sweating is a big, big issue. Like um, people don't like to talk about it with their friends or whatever, but sure. a lot of people sweat to the point of getting up in the night and changing their clothes, changing bedding because they've soaked the bed because they, they, mm -hmm. they're, and they're typically sound sleepers. You know, people who sleep soundly enough that they don't notice that they're overheating, their core mm -hmm. overheats. Um, and then the, your body has to sweat to try to take care of it. Like you're having a fever. It's yep. not the same, but, but, you know, si similar effect. And so, sure. you know, this product, <laughs> like people don't, don't sweat <laughs> when you've got airflow. So basically that airflow is, is centered on your torso. Um, and it comes up underneath you. It, so there's some specially designed materials that allow the air to be channeled right under underneath where you're laying. And then it, comes up underneath you and then flows around your body and it exhausts the air and the moisture from the sleep environment. So you stay dry while you're sleeping. So you always have that, you know, really nice, Hey, my, the bedding is nice and smooth and not uh, and yucky. Uh, yeah. Like know, having feeling. clean, clean sheets every half hour. Clean sheets yeah, every night. And, yeah, and, I, and I find actually that the sheets don't get as dirty <laughs> because you're not sure. sweating, right. you're not oily, you know, like, like it's just much more hygienic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's re really lovely. So, yeah, so that's, um, you know, so, so someone like like you that's climbing into bed um, cold and then later wakes up sweaty, um, you know, that's this product actually, we've designed it to take care of those type of scenarios. So you can, you can specify the temperature overnight and it's not the same temperature overnight. So you can start uh, off hot, go cooler and then warm up, you know, that kind of thing. So so in kind of going back to the, the natural wake up, when right. the sun comes up, everything starts warming up, your body temperature rises and you naturally wake up out of, out of your sleep. So we have a feature in there that you can add some heat uh, when, when you wake up that way. Excellent. That sounds really good. Kathleen. So you mentioned earlier, Jason, that you can actually set the temperature because, I mean, yes, there is some AI built into this product, but you do set the temperature. Well, I'm curious because, to be honest with you, I have no idea what optimal temperature is right for me when I get into bed. I have no idea. Um, yeah, good point. And yeah, from and, and, summer and to winter, so you know, I get into bed and... I mean, I'm either cold, my feet are freezing off the bat or, you know, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm yeah, really yeah. hot. So I, I have no idea what that, do you have guidelines in terms, is there? Yeah. So, you know, I actually talked to many of our customers um, 
to give them advice and to talk to them about their sleep troubles and to um, help guide them in how to use the product because it is different for everybody um, or many, you know, just kind of different groups of people, I would say. And, and most people don't know what they need. And, and there's some experimentation required. So, you know, I usually tell people it takes, you know, about a week to zero in on, on how to use the product. Some people that it takes a while longer because they're really complicated. They have like large temperature swings, you know, menopausal women, you know, sometimes have some, some bigger challenges that we need to talk about and look through. But a lot of people just get it and they try a couple different temperatures. It's like at night, it's like, oh, I'm too cold. And they change the temperature and find out that, you know, hey, this, this number works better for me. So like the bed has settings between um, zero is kind of like the average temperature uh, that, that people would like. And then you can choose up to plus 10 or minus 10, where minus 10 is colder and plus 10 is hot. Um, and, you know, basically you, you start, if you're a cold sleeper, you, you start like at a plus three and you see how that goes and a couple nights of experimentation and you'll kind of figure out what level is good. Um, and it does change during the season. So, you know, some, some nights, you know, on a hot summer night, you'll use a lower setting than you will on a, on a warmer night. And, you know, for me, I change the settings like once a month, you know, kind oh. of thing. You know like once you, once you dial it in, um, it, it doesn't change a whole lot where you're comfortable. And then, you know, during the summer, it's a little different than in the winter. Um, and yeah, are there so, different, you said there are different settings for the, the feet and then your core. So you can adjust the temperature. So if you get into bed and your feet are freezing, you can adjust. Yeah, there, there is um, somewhat like that. Yeah. Yep. So there's, there's the heater um, is divided into two zones per okay. sleeping area. So on a queen, there's actually four heat. <laughs> um, the cooling is one, is one, and you can't really heat and cool at the same time because, uh, well, you know, you'd be blowing hot air at you and it's, mm -hmm. it's heating. So, um, so, the, so how the foot heating feature works is there's two zones, one that's for your legs and one that's for your torso. Um, and if you want to, you can bias the heat you know, a little bit more to your feet if you have cold feet. And then it will actually preheat the bed before you get in at night too. So you can set it up on a schedule. So you can, in the wintertime, you can put some, you know, nice thick bedding on there to keep the heat in and then have the foot warmer on and you can climb in and you have the foot area warm and the torso area cooler. Um, and it's quite nice actually. <laughs> yeah, really nice. My, my wife loves that. She, yeah, the foot, <laughs> foot heater in the wintertime is just like, it's pure awesome. <laughs> so, so you put the topper on under a sheet, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, it, yeah. So it basically, this, this topper goes on the bed. Um, you just put it on top of the mattress and you make your bed like normal. So you put sheets over top, everything self-contained. Uh, you know, there's a power cord that comes at the head of the bed uh, that you plug into the wall. Um, yeah. It's got a Wi-Fi app, so your phone connects over Wi-Fi to the bed, and you can do all your stuff on your on your phone. And then there's a couple of buttons on the side of the bed too, right by the pillow, that you don't have to use the phone at night. Okay. You, because like using the phone at night, squinting eyes, right, not so good. So if you're a little cold at night, you can hit the button up a couple of times. You can hit the button down uh, if you're a little hot, adjust it. And then for our uh, uh, hot flash problem. Uh, people <laughs> there, there's actually a feature that you can hold the button down for five seconds and then it will give you a blast of cold air for seven minutes and then go back to its regular program so yeah yeah so we, we find that um that menopausal women really like that feature and and that it's quenches the 
duration and severity of the hot flash if it happens at night. Normally, they'd have to get up, walk around, cool down, mm -hmm. um, you know, get a block of ice or something to cool down. Um, but with this feature, you know, I've had some uh, a number of customers say that they don't get hot flashes at night anymore if they keep cool. Right. <laughs> um, and also, they um, if they do get a hot flash and they're aware enough to, you know, some people sleep right through it, but if you're aware and you press the button, then the severity really decreases and the duration decreases. So how wow. do you keep, how do you keep the the topper clean? Yeah. Okay. So the the outside of the topper is a is a removable cover. So um, I'll just kind of show this this surface. There's the the top of it has this really unique um, material. I'm not sure if it's going to show up in the video or not, but you can see yeah. it on our website if you're interested. Um, it, it has this mesh material. And, okay. it, and it's, you know, fairly thick and, it, and it's airy, right? And that's, that's part of how we get the air through up against your body um, as, as you're sleeping. And um, that material, that outer cover is removable and, and uh. can be washed. So it's all, um, I mean, there's a bit of a stigma probably against polyester, but it is polyester. And the reason is it's durable. It lasts forever and you can wash it and it's white and can bleach it. <laughs> you know, like you can, you can clean the thing. So Excellent. now I've had two-year-olds pee on the bed and it's ah. just like any mattress. Don't pee on it. <laughs> it'll, <laughs> it, it'll go, it'll go through and you know, you've got some cleanup to do. So. Okay. But I got, that's what I was going to ask you is um, I know you said because it stops you sweating, your, your bedding is not going to get damp like it does in a normal conventional bed. I was worried about youngsters sweating the bed or um, accidentally spilling a glass of wine or coffee or water, whatever. Um, does that not affect the structure of the product at all? No, it, it won't damage the product by putting okay. any, actually one of the, you know, we have to go through fairly, fairly, very harsh third party testing on, right. on the bed. Right. You know, like you, yeah. Product safety is, is sure. paramount. And so, you know, we've done our, done our work there and it was a lot of work um, to make sure that everything's safe so one of the tests that gets done on this product is it gets submerged in salt water um, really? and op operating like <laughs> um, wow. so it's, it's 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 a challenging engineering problem um, yeah but uh, but you know it's it's yeah you can spill anything on there and you'll be just fine yeah. and, I, and I think I read on your website that it's a, a low voltage DC current that powers it that's right, right. yeah yeah so, and, you know I'm having been an engineer for 20 years and knowing, you know, people are sleeping on this, we, we took no risk. Like, <laughs> I, I know risk in product development and, and we, so we've gone with 24 volt DC, um, which is because it's harmless. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. so there's, there's no, no harm possible to the, to the user. And, and in fact, not, not to get too deep into it, but we've taken so many levels of precaution on that, that, that even that 24 volt, is is a limited energy supply so it's not a typical power supply that you would get you know it's it's got some safety mechanisms in there to ensure that you can never get enough power out of that charge so so no emfs e emfs is a different topic and that, that's okay. that's, a, that's a good one yeah so <laughs> but so people might ask it does have wi-fi you know the product does have wi-fi in it um, when you talk to it with your phone so there's emf from that and and but your room already has wi-fi EMFs yeah. in it, so it's it's not really uh, doing anything more than what you are already exposed to. So it is an elect has electricity in it. So every bit of electricity has right um, EMFs, but it's how much 
is the is the is the question. And so it's low. It's very, very low. It's less than your baseboard heating. So okay. that's not bad. Exactly. And again, while we're talking safety, um, I, I just come to mind what's the lifetime expectation because it's got moving parts with fans and because it's yeah. got electric current. Uh, it's obviously different to a, a static um, non-electrified bed warmer, for instance. So what are we looking at in, in the lifetime of, of the product? Yeah. So, you know, I've spent a huge portion of a product development career analyzing durability, you know, like mm -hmm. predicting durability is, is a tough job. Sure. And uh, something that, you know, I'm quite familiar with and have done over and over and over. <laughs> and so uh, we've selected components that we are confident in a long, you know, lifespan, lifespan, you know, like 10 years, you know, type of lifespan, you know, even though there's fans that are moving, you can get fans, you can, you can um, properly select fans and have fan suppliers develop for you. Um, ones that will last for 60, 100,000 hours, you know, long, long, long life. And, uh, and so that's what we've done. We've designed it to, to last a long time. Um, and then the bedding materials that we use, like the, the compressible, soft, squishy stuff, the fabrics, the textiles, you know, they're all high quality materials that we've picked and uh, with, with, you know, the intent that they last and they will be durable for, the, for as long as a typical mattress is durable. So. Mm -hmm. And that brings it, sorry, Kathleen, I've got to jump in with this one. Um, being interested in mechanics and fiddling around with all sorts of mechanical stuff myself, a fan is hard and it's, I would imagine needs to be in some sort of chamber, but most of your product is soft and comfortable. Does it have lumps where the fans are? That's a great, great point. And uh, yes, and that's a challenging thing to do. They put a hard lumpy thing in a soft thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, that's uh, why I'm asking so, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So great question. So it, it, it's actually right here. The ah. fans are in the in the corner of the bed where your feet are, um, and they are in a in an enclosed, uh, heavy, uh, very robust metal enclosure. And then they have a rubber cover over top, so they're kind of soft and squishy on the top. And okay. uh, and so you can feel them with your feet a little bit. You know they're there, um, but they're down where your feet don't usually touch sure. that much. And they sure. and the, we find that nobody really is bothered by them at all. Um, and it's a much better alternative than having some sort of fan box or something like that sitting oh, yeah. on the floor of your bedroom. Right. And right. yeah, it just, uh, yeah. So it's, it's pretty much, you don't know they're there. You can sit on them. You can, you know, it, they're not. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. We, we're, I've been talking too much. We're running out of time with all my scientific questions. Kathleen, back to you. Um, how does the smart topper stand out from competitors? Are there competitors out there? There are, you know, the, and the, probably the biggest competitor that we see advertised is gel memory foam, you know, cooling nice. beds, cooling memory foam, yep. which is just a gimmick. It doesn't work. <laughs> and many people have tried it and, you know, they all nod their heads. Yeah, it doesn't work. Um, but there are a few other companies out there that have uh, similar uh, ideas of ours and are trying to solve the problem the same way. Um, they're liquid based. So they're like, they have a liquid layer on top of the bed. Um when we embarked upon this and they all have like a big box or big box, a computer sized desktop box kind of thing that goes beside their bed that has like, uh, you know, all the, the smarts and whatnot. And then they have an, like an umbilical cord that goes from that to the bed. And I just, I just, I actually looked at those products and I just was like, I, I don't, I don't want water in my bed. 
um, because I've designed a lot of water systems and a lot of liquid cooling systems and they all leak yeah. um, and eventually leak. And so I was like, ah, I don't want that. Um, and then I don't want a big box beside my bed. I don't want that clutter in my room. That just seems not good. So one of the challenges we took upon ourselves was to make it all within the envelope of a topper, which is not easy. <laughs> Excellent. I'm sure it's not. Wow. Very good. So do you have any new products in the works? We, we are actually working on a mattress. So, oh, so um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're embarking upon that. Uh, and uh, yeah, so good. That's good. coming up for our customers. Yeah. Excellent. And uh, how can people purchase the Smart Topper? Uh, website. So we sell entirely through our website, which is perfectlysnug.com. Perfectlysnug.com, right? Perfectlysnug.com, yes. And there's, and there's ways to contact us. If you want to talk to me, you know, you can get a hold of me. Um, there's, there's a contact form there. And I, I'm, like I said, I talk to many of our customers and I love to, I wish I could talk to all of them. Um, sure. Not a lot of time to do that, but, uh, but I do enjoy talking to everybody and, and seeing if I can help them out to sleep. Better. And quick, quick one, Jason, how, where do you ship North America only, or do you ship North America uh, overseas? Only. North yeah, America North only America at this only. stage. Yeah. Okay. So people in, because England's a problem that their heating systems are quite different. Well, a lot of Europe, their heating systems are different mm -hmm. and they sleep with their windows open. And I, I guess a lot of them would really enjoy something like this. So maybe yes, that's yes. Uh, in, they'll get the opportunity in years to come. Maybe. Yes. The, the plan is to, to grow that way, but we've got our hands full in North America right now. I'm sure you have. Well, that that's great. Back back over to Kathleen. So, I actually, you, I think you answered the question. What it was uh, to ask you, how can people contact you? So they you you would direct them to your website first, to the contact yeah. form on your website. Absolutely. That's, okay. That's the best way. Yeah. Good. Right. So, for the benefit of people listening on audio, it's perfectlysnug.com, and you can contact Jason and. Get more details on his products on their website. Thanks, Jason. You're most welcome. Thank you so much, Jason. This was uh, very informative, and I think I'm going to need one of those. <laughs> I think so. That's great. I think everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And thank you all again so much for tuning in. Uh, we love reading your comments. So, again, keep those coming. And uh, until next time, everybody, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.